If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen and I am the Duke of Dickington. What are you doing? Screwing? I'm James. Do you like my Leslie Jordan impression? I do, I do. I liked it a lot. <laughs> Welcome to Sister Pod. We talk all things your Paul's Drag Race and today we are heading down to Montmartre, to the Moulin Rouge, to watch some fabulous drag queens turn a show. Absolutely. I, I have to say, I, I was very excited for a number of reasons to record this podcast. Mostly because I have had to be completely silent for the last two days as I recover from, from an out-of-the-blue case of some sort of tonsillitis. Uh, so it was very fun to be able to get into it. And I had to try and keep my energy low. I don't know if I managed that. I didn't notice it, though. No, I didn't, wouldn't have okay. noticed you keeping your energy okay. low. Okay, well, look, yeah. I can feel, the, I feel the, the, the scratches on my throat, much like saltine in the, um, in the mm. thing. This is obviously where I need to go... <coughs> Um, See, in the world of podcasting, you know, uh, sore throats are like the twisted ankle of drag race. Oh, you know? so absolutely! You, you'll have yeah. to be eureka out of here on crutches <laughs> yeah, for a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, this is this <laughs> is the broken knee or the the sore knee. <laughs> mm, exactly. <laughs> the podcast world <laughs> of the podcasting world. Uh, we're joined by a great guest this week, DJ Stephen Dowling. We see him all over the Dublin queer scene spinning the bops um so it was great to chat with him on this week's episode also for those of you who are excited for drag race espania the first episode dropped last night we'll be covering it over in the workroom if you want to sign up to that and on thursday we'll have our meet the queens episode out in the main feed so have a listen to that get a taster for the queens and if you're going to watch the show then you can sign up to the workroom heads to podcast.com and uh yeah join us over there it's good fun and the benefits of that is you don't just get all our extra podcasts you get lo- all the bonus content for oh. all the podcasts on our network including this new podcast that has joined us for those of you who like a bit of improv it's called the late night nod and it features original music and improvised interviews with guests from a fictitious world of art and culture join broadcast legend brian mccann as he weaves a conversational thread through tales of inspiration excess heartache with some of the world's best known personalities that you've ever heard so let's have a clip from that The Late Night Nod features original music and improvised interviews with guests from a fictitious world of arts and culture. Each episode weaves a conversational thread through tales of inspiration, excess and heartache with some of the creative world's best-known personalities that you've never heard of. Join some of Ireland's most talented actors and comedians as they step into the world of The Late Night Nod. On this week's episode of The Workroom, James and I discuss whether it's time for Drag Race UK to move to another channel. I would say, you know what? Put that shit in Channel 4. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for Drag Race in Channel 4. They did what I think would be absolutely impossible by taking the bake off and making it better than it was on BBC. Ooh, that's, a co- that's a controversial opinion. And James and I draft up our dream cast of the next iteration of the Versus the World franchise. In an ideal world, you'd have Bimini and Taste, but yeah, I don't think Bimini was going to do it. So you definitely need Taste. Like, I was rooting for Taste to win, even though she had the worst track record there. In the Talking Heads, she's fantastic. The phrases she coined, 
the way she struts on the runway. She looked to me like somebody who just needed a bit more money and less of a pandemic and just, you know, a bit of a shine and then she's gonna run home at an all-stars win. That's over in the workroom. Head over to headstuffpodcast.com. You can sign up, get all our past bonus material and get your latest episodes of Drag Race España and Drag Race Down Under every week. We'll see you there. Stephen Dowling, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Sista Pod to recap Moulin Rouge. But before we get into that, first of all, happy birthday. Second of all, thank you very much. How has season 14 been to your taste? It's been very long, but I'm actually really, really enjoying this season. Like, I mean, I know we had the few episodes that nobody went home, but I can't like, I like it, but I also don't like it. Do you know what I mean? So it's... yeah. Because you get to know the girls a little bit more, but also you want somebody to lose. Do you know what I mean? You, you want somebody to go. You, yeah, you so, want to feel like the stakes involved for... Yeah, for and I thought last week, I really thought last week there was going to be like three gone. Yeah, me too. So, um, yeah, that kind of kicked me a little bit. But I mean, I'm kind of sad that Jan- J- Jasmine left last week. I really did like her. I liked her a lot. Yeah, she she had re- she was one that really grown on me. Like she was one that you knew wasn't going to win. You 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 kind of aren't going to see her. Yeah, kind she was of middle like, of the road, but she yeah. was also there for a good entertainment. Like she was. Yeah, exactly. And you do miss her and Daya kind of going for each other in the workroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Daya Betty. I love her so much. Like a lot of people hate her, but she's. I don't know if she's going to make top four. Maybe she will, but. She's good TV. Yeah, I have and to. I, I've done like... such a, a flip around on the queens because coming into this season, I really didn't enjoy Lady Camden. I really didn't enjoy Diabetti either. And now and I'm only like... the last like two weeks, two or three weeks, Lady Camden yeah. for me again is like <laughs> up there in the top. Yeah, absolutely. I could I could see Lady Camden winning now. I'm like I I think I see a pathway opening for her to get right to the crown. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so because I think with Bosco now it seems like damaged goods. I don't know if Dos- yeah, Bosco's coming yeah. back. Yeah, she's gone down <laughs> so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like overnight Bosco is the one that's kind of like oh now she's the target. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now that Jasmine's gone, it's like Bosco's the one. To, she's she has that target on her face and is like oh, okay, you've yeah. got like two weeks left. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel they did a good job this week In an episode where no one goes home I think they did a good job of making it pay off Because they set up a front runner As a kind of villain yeah. And you want them to fail And then they fail and you're happy And then they lose the lip sync justifiably And then they're about to go home But then they're saved and you're like you know, It's actually fine, I don't want them to go yet But I'm glad they got their just desserts This is from a production point of view I think it's how you set up a double save And it feels okay yeah. for the audience Do you Absolutely. think so? I know we're. I know we'll speak about it a bit later, but I thought the chocolate was a waste. Well, we're running out of weeks to do it. I guess also <laughs> very true. Very, very no, true. I, I think the whole like I think that they, they're like I think they need to pick one gag for a season, and like so having the the double winners for that Daytona wins episode, having like other yeah. weeks where nobody's gone home. Like I think that kind of like took the wind out of the sails of the chocolate thing because maybe if queens have been going home every week. 
up to this point and then you got this magic save it would have felt like oh my god thank god whereas because you really are just like okay so two queens have been sent home in the last like six months that i've been watching this season and <laughs> yeah <laughs> what? that's so realistic it's actually <laughs> <Yeah>. unbelievable <laughs> it's like what? i'm glad you like diabetti though because last few guests i've been hoping to find someone who shares my appreciation yeah and so i'm glad you're here it's kind of funny because when crystal meta was here a couple of weeks ago she was like diabetti is not what she is like on tv and <laughs> yeah. i was like no, I actually kind of like her, but also, you know, like it's the edit. So we all yeah. know what the edit is like. And uh, um, she just gives great TV. She does. And like you have to be, it's a competition, but it's also a reality show. So, I mean, you don't have to be good at drag to be good at TV. And that's yeah. how you get far, yeah. especially on this competition. Yeah. You need I, to be good at TV. Yeah, and and she she's good at both. Like, yeah, she's she and she knows how to. Like she knows how to like help herself in the competition and she knows how to get the airtime for herself. Like even the way she self-produced that moment to make Willow the Tyvos in that like I was oh, like Oh <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let let's get that into it. Excellent. Let's get into that point. Like, I mean, she knew she would have chosen Lady Camden any second uh, yeah, uh, yeah you know what i mean she was like do you want my opinion do you want me to save it well i'm not gonna save it so back to exactly. you exactly yeah, she <laughs> threw her into the lion's den just mm. to twist it up and it worked so well yeah. it worked so well uh, and i know we had like in in hot in down under art simone got sent home and came back and r- ran like through the rest of the competition yeah. but that felt very manufactured in this season, I actually Diabetti has probably really like shattered the you know once you go home you can't do well in the yeah. competition because like she went home effectively first and like has will be in the top six I'm guessing. I or, think, well, I think seven, she's forgotten know. about that. This, this season has been so long yeah, that she doesn't even yeah. remember going home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. her bags were not packed. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> she just she left them on the floor. Yeah. Under the bed, yeah. like she, they were already opened yeah. before she came back. Oh, like, it's like Orion. Who? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Remember her? Because <laughs> in the first episode, you have June Jambalaya versus Orion story in the bottom two, and you're like, sorry, who? Yes. But now in the second episode, it was Deja Sky versus Diabetti, and they're you know they're still, they're there. still both yeah. hanging around. So they're still like they're still cemented in the competition, and they're still like big stars. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and even like Dyer's, you know, I'm annoyed I didn't get mentioned in the mirror message. Like, just oh, knows how to capitalize. I loved it. I loved <laughs> it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and like, even, I don't know if you watched the um, Roscoe's viewing party last week. But like, no, there's so yeah. many comments about the tension. So it was Jasmine, um, Diabetti and Lady Camden were yeah. in the viewing party last week. So it was like Jasmine was on the left, Lady Camden was in the middle, and then Diabetti was on the right. So you can see Lady Camden was in, in between the two of them. And there were so many comments being like, oh, the tension between the two of them, they must hate each other, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, obviously not. Like, this was filmed a year ago. They're totally over it. Do you know oh, what I mean? And I was looking at it like, I was like, where's the tension? I did not see any tension between the two no, of them. No, I, I like but, to be... Completely, like to be completely honest, like it's worked out so well for both of them because they are two of the standout characters in this entire season because of 100%. this tension that's like existed between them. And like, yeah. I mean, I think they they're all smart enough to know this is a TV show. Like, you know, these are people that I'll be working with indefinitely now on like tours. Exactly. And stuff. So now that's the thing. Now the drag queens now are like they need to know how to play the game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's really it's not really about who's the best drag queen anymore. 
Yeah. Yeah, like look at Angeria. Jerry is a fantastic drag queen. I I would love to go see her in a live performance. But she's getting swallowed up, I think, in the TV would, world. Would, yeah, literally she is like it's like a candle. Her candle is like dwindling right now. Absolutely. All these completely. so many she was so big at the start and now like these other big personalities are getting a huge boost out of nowhere. So you wouldn't no, expect completely. it. Yeah, like, like I mean, you wouldn't expect Lady Camden to be a front no. runner, but she kind of is right now. Like, yeah, no, definitely, and you are right because like Angeria, ha- like Angeria owned the first part of this the, this series. Like everyone, yeah. it was like, oh my god, she's like a she's like a mix between Simone and Jada. She's bringing that energy, but now like she is like she's like very polite and very nice, and she's, she's so very motherly feeling. Exactly, it's like she yeah. needs she needs a, like a, an explosive moment to come back, and I think she needs a big argument in Untucked more so than a great performance on the main stage. I one hundred percent. I really like, especially for the first like five episodes. I thought it was going to be her and Willow Pill yeah. for the top two, but now I have no idea. It does feel much. It's more completely open, it feels open. So open, and I I love that because it gives everyone else a, like a huge chance and a huge opportunity to actually shine yeah absolutely it was anyone's game right now especially even in this episode they were i actually thought like they were all so good yeah they really were like they it, were was, really, it was really really it was a really and it does actually remind you because i know like snatch game obviously wasn't great and then i think they kind of went a bit too hard on them about that because they kind of made yeah. it feel worse than it was so you were a bit like oh i'm over this but like actually like that daytona wins episode was brilliant and this episode was brilliant so it is actually genuinely a really strong cast like it is well, was daytona wins brilliant because of the actual max challenge or are we just because of lady camden's maxine <laughs> freddie mercury moment but i think it had it like, had those two moments like it had both of yeah those. yeah I did really enjoy that Daytona wind. I thought it was like the script was the best script the drag race has ever had. Yeah. Like ever. And that, that's that's impossible at yeah. this point. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Like <laughs> Well, this is this is the best rusical, no? Like this was so good. I it thought. Yeah, but do you know what I think at the moment, right for the rusicals, especially if they're doing like Moulin Rouge or like Moulin Rue, I think they need like they have the budget. Just buy the original songs. I think at this point now we've heard so many different versions of Cover Girl or do you know this what I mean? This is the beginning. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's the point? Do you know like mm. I don't I don't understand it now. They they're on they have got so much money and they're winning Emmys left, right and center. Put that money into getting the original songs because I'm sure I don't people... know if the originals like if you mean the songs from the from the from the Moulin Rouge? Yeah, uh, like if, if they're doing okay. any themed Rusicals again. I know it's a rusical, so it needs to be RuPaul, but I think yeah, get get some money and actually just put it into a, a good like 15 minute mega mix. I of completely agree. Okay, original yeah. songs. Yeah, I I completely agree with that because you are right, like especially like I mean, to be honest with you, I think Blue Hydrangea's collab with Rue has murdered the um oh my God. the like the RuPaul mega mix. That medley. Yeah. yeah. And you Although, know, I- when I play that song on the dance floor, it goes down so well. And I okay. never think it goes down well at all. But I think it's just because it's a mix of popular RuPaul songs. <laughs> yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Like yeah. nobody knows right. the point. Unfortunately. It's the Grease mega mix of drag race. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, Blue, but like nobody notices the start of it because she's only there for 15 seconds 
Like, <laughs> give her a proper song. We want to hear her on a proper song. Or give her a hundred thousand dollars. Like, yeah, or also. even a hundred. I mean, give her both. <laughs> give her both. But I love Blue Hydrangea. She deserved a lot more than that. Oh, she really yeah. did. She really did. Yeah. Creating that iconic television deserved more than two repeater badges <laughs> and like a fifteen seconds to say "Oh, mummy" on a RuPaul song. <laughs> literally but like i i like when it's original songs in terms of like the madonna musical where they've written lyrics yes kind of interpreted other songs yeah. in that fashion or even like it also is too where they've written about the, the you know the greatest women in the world they're original from that point of view not necessarily taken from something else so if they had repositioned or repurposed original moulin rouge songs or even i know they wrote the the jaloux of my jelly they repurposed that was that. kind of funny but, i did yeah. actually i did enjoy that but yeah I, I see where you're going as well it's like just i think at this point now we're season 14 it's like we know what rupaul songs are do you know what i mean and we've heard 10 15 different versions of the same song just yeah. repurposed and repurposed and repurposed like no let's like let's do something original or yeah do the original do you know what I mean? like yeah well, I do love the Trinity K. Bonet as Beyonce version of Bring Back My Girls. That, 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 okay, yeah, that, me, that, that was, sings yeah, in my that head. was really good. That really, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was. Well, I mean, I think that if it's going to become something that you're, because every season you're getting kind of like a couple of Rue songs remixed for whatever it is. And it's like, if you, cause yeah. like, I do think that halftime show special in All Star Six was brilliant. And then they did some of like remixing on, on the, the, Diva's Live Yeah and it's like yeah. I think like if You can't do it every year Like do it once in a while yeah. but you can't No do it absolutely Agreed Yeah exactly yeah, And do you know what When I kept watching the um, The Rusical I just kept going to Ben La Creme In All Star mm. you know Like Yeah It was that yeah. same um, The same woman who did Willows Was the same Yeah yes, the same You know what I mean yeah, So Julie I just kept Andrew, thinking that yeah. Ben De La was going to just pop up As fucking Julie Andrews Being like Microphone <laughs> 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 Yes you know Like I was waiting for it And it, that kind of like took it out for me a little bit. It, so yeah, I was just waiting for that moment. It's like, well, she's not even she's not on the season. Did it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could see how the sausage was made in a way when when her when her voice. Came yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, they they just have to use. They must use. This. Leland has the same fucking ten voice actors that <laughs> yeah. call in every single year, being like, "We need to do this right now. Let's go." Step it Reduce up, Leland. In a week. Lucian Piani would never. Never, <laughs> never. Um, so do you remember when you're watching Big Brother and there, uh, you you're like Celebrity Big Brother and there was a UK contestant and a US contestant and the US one was like, this is a game. It's no point in being, you know, friends with people. Yeah. And the UK one was like, oh, but we'll all be friends at the end. That was very energy I got between Bosco and Lady Camden in this. I want the saltine role. You know? Did you think because so? The, the American, I feel, you know, sort of out, out you know powered the 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 uk queen i wish i wish bosco put her foot down a little bit more instead of i know she wanted to cause a drama by going to the between the other people but i think she actually just like diabetes in the daytona way and being like i yeah. want this yeah do you know what i mean i wish she just put her foot down and was was like i want this yeah instead of oh let's i know right causing drama let's go between the people but you kind of want that or even grit. saying like oh i deserve it because i would have beaten you in a lip sync yes last week that's nothing like yeah at least be honest or vulnerable and say look i almost went home last week i, I feel I, I have a lot i more need to, to prove exactly yes. that's a better way of approaching yeah. it yeah and that like it it's kind of set her up for failure just from the get-go completely completely going going to everybody and like um kind of finding her worth but then 
not living up to the expectation. There was only like when from the like from that interaction with the making of the teams, there was only two ways it was going to go. It was either going to be the Bosco like tore the part out of Lady Camden's hands and then did an amazing job and absolutely yeah. killed it. Or she did really poorly. And like, I think they, she set herself up for that. And to go against someone who has had consistently, you know, fantastic feedback on their performance ability, on their singing ability, on their dancing ability in this particular challenge. Like, I think that some introspection. This was kind of made for Lady Camden. It was. You know I'm it, glad like, Lady Camden didn't get that saltine roll because I think it would have been yes, kind of boring. Because the, the Mama Z one is much more interesting and has much more to it. It was one of the best characters of the whole thing. Absolutely. Like, yeah. It, I think it suited her so well, and especially like with the beard and everything. We she did it with the Freddie Mercury runway. Yeah, it was just ideal, and I think the producers kind of also set her up for that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if it was any other way, it would have been a complete flop. I completely flop. I just say my favorite, my favorite part of that like part picking bit was though when Deja Sky like puts on the inspirational music, whips out the TED Talk stage, and gets up to be like, "I want to tell you a story about a girl who came from behind and gave everyone what she wanted, and now she wants this part." And then it was just yes. crickets. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Take it, girl. No one also, I thought they were gonna like do it like an audition, like they did in fucking on season thirteen. Do you know what I mean? I was waiting for it, like sing for your part. Yeah. But season thirteen's example of when it goes the other way because it's Rose versus Denali, and you know Rose ends up winning. Yeah. So I, I, I think Bosco was fancying that moment for herself. I finally got the part. I have the main role. I'm gonna win, and then it was a one hundred percent, and it went completely the wrong way. Completely Absolutely. the wrong Absolutely. way. Like, yeah. Is there anything, James, you wanted to discuss in the choreo part with Leslie Jordan? Why was he there? I mean, I, I guess uh, I know why uh, he was there. Point but... blank, why was he there? <laughs> <laughs> Love him. Love him. But, like, you don't need a director for a choreography challenge. You don't. No. I mean, I was glad to to get that little sort of, you know, kind of Georgius and Leslie Georgian. George, oh, my. Like, yes. That was yeah. super cute. <laughs> That was like funny. George is looking and it's like, oh my god, finally I'm the tallest person in the room. Like <laughs> that never happens. Yeah. I also loved when it was like Leslie Jordan and Bosco's like, Oh, I loved Will and Grace growing up, used to watch with my granny. And George is like, Leslie Jordan did great TikTok videos I during know. quarantine. And it was oh, like, wow, the juxtaposition the age of there. like generations is yeah. unbelievable. George is talking about TikTok and then like <laughs> of, out of nowhere. So let's just get into the musical. I guess you've sort of spoken about it. Uh, the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. I really liked how they were the the the, the what's the name of the song called? Oh, the. the... Oh, we don't even know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Lady Marmalade. Lady Marmalade. Lady Marmalade. Oh, yes. <laughs> she. They were the Lady Marmalade for, and it was funny because. I know. Angeria was like whatever, and then I saw Daya do her bit, and I, I was really like, oh, "That's giving me that. really." Yeah. Yeah. pink yes. and then but i didn't get it from the vocals and then me either until the vocals for georgia's i was like ah that's what we're doing oh, when georgia's came in and then um deja when deja sky the, and, and then the that, that yeah. clicked then properly i yeah. was like oh right shit okay we're doing lady marmalade yeah 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 I, I was... it took a while to get into it though you, you think you would want to from the jump to like be known that this is Lady Marmalade. Yeah, they should have opened it with Christina, I guess. Like I don't I don't know like how much of that costuming was given to the girls, but I do think that like you know you're you missing need... the Christina wig. That's exactly it. You're that missing is, the print missing... full do you know what I mean? With Huge. like Bichon Freeze. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. The red corset like 
it it was missing. That's what you're missing. You're missing yeah, that moment. Yeah, because I think that would have instantly given you the the thing. That would have instantly yeah. given you like, oh, this is what we're doing. Um, yeah. Or even just make the vocals a little bit similar. They were not similar at all. Yeah, because Angerius was this like Miss Trunchbull esque Broadway day, but I was like, yeah, that's it, not Maya. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Make, like, yeah, make it like as close to the original as possible. Yeah, no, because completely. we don't we we didn't recognize it until it got to the rap or until it got to George. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. it took yeah. a, it was a slow burner. <laughs> no, completely. But I think those four did a really good job, and then obviously Lady Camden was fantastic, mm-hmm. and then because Saltine was set up as the quote star of the show, I think because everyone had been so good up to that point, Bosco couldn't do anything other than flop because it was like, well, this is the star, and she's yeah. maybe just as good as everybody else. And it was good, like, like for even the small roles. They actually got a really good part. Yeah, yeah. For how like it, what, they were on stage for what less than thirty seconds. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But it was still it was still a good impact for no, the rest of the show. Yeah, I, I I feel like Bosco really suffered as well because most of their time on stage was like directly against Lady Camden. Yeah, and, like, because there was that moment where they were doing the kind of like the dance to get tango, the tango thingy, yeah. and I was just like, like you were you were being so outperformed here that it is yes. like I like Bosco's a brilliant performer. We've seen Bosco lip sync. We've seen Bosco perform other challenges. Like Bosco is not like a bad performer by any stretch. She's not just, a bad performer, but she got swallowed completely, swallowed completely. by the part. Yeah, and it yeah. was that like she said her. We said it earlier. She set herself up for failure and it was like took the got the biggest part and then went nowhere with it yeah exactly it was all one note like you know what i mean you could do so much with that part yeah 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 and i agree as well with the i I agree as well with michelle about the the brows like i think that yes it was one space where maybe to like actually give a different look to bring it more into the yeah bring versatility especially for that character and like between the risical and the runway, you have at least 30 minutes, 45 minutes. You could draw that little flick on yeah. in no time and become Bosco again. Yeah. But like yeah. in that moment, you're saltine. You're not Bosco. But yeah. I, I did think as well that the choice, not now, this is me. Like I, I can barely remember. But the choice not to have like strawberry blonde or red hair to give more of the Nicole Kidman vibes, right. I think was kind of, yeah. like I just thought it, it kind of, especially then because like basically the, the costume worn in the main stage, all the rest of them had these amazing costumes, but her costume was very like French made from like a Halloween shop. Yeah, like that's the thing, is is that a production point? Do you know what I mean? Like did yeah. they br- like did they bring those or like where's Wigs and Grace? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where are you at? Where, where like, are you I, at? Like, <laughs> I think she let herself down in the acting because I think she acted it really tongue in cheek and almost like breaking the fourth wall with the sneeze. And like when she was being pulled either side, she was kind of like doing this sort of like coy, like, oh, I'm being pulled from either side rather than being in the true emotion yeah. of it. And I think everyone else was playing it really. They were in the moment. Right down the line. Yeah. And hers just stood out and just was like, she isn't buying into it. We're not buying into it. And I think she let herself down with that yeah. sort of choice do you think in the moment she realized how bad she was and then it just got progressively worse i feel like maybe she saw how good lady camden was doing and might have been in her head because there was yeah. a sense of her of kind of like not being 100 not feeling certain or sure of what she was doing she was the only one on the stage other than maybe georgia's who had that feeling of being a bit lost yeah i yeah that's that is very true I don't know. I think she did a good a good job, like by anyone's standards. I think like they had to sort of cut to Michelle to show, oh, 
the judges aren't liking this. Do you see like, that in the edit think... straight away? Like she was only on she was on the TV for five seconds and there's Michelle's like face mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you knew straight away it's like, okay, we know how this is going. And the Rusgo <laughs> only started like Cause I don't think Bosco knew she hadn't done well until the judges critique. Mm. Really? Yeah, that's that's what I got from her face anyway. <laughs> that's what I don't yeah. know. Let's chat about Willow though in her green fairy moment. I loved was it. Crying with laughter at this. I thought this was. Brilliant. It was Obsessed. so so good, so so good. Like I think we were saying was it, it's it's Willow that they used the same like Julie Andrews voice for, so that did kind of give me that kind of comparison. But I thought Willow's performance was phenomenal. I loved her. So good, and again for another kind of like not really a small part, but like. It was integral to the the moment, and she just took it and ran with it. Yeah, yeah. ran with it. Like when I watched it the second time, I could see she wasn't in time with the dancers and stuff. But the bit that she's excellent at is after the dance, where she's like, "Did you get it now?" Like she captured that emotion so well, and you can see the frustration. She's in the there. one that always stays in character, no matter what. Yes, completely, completely. Barrett Drew Barrymore, but like in other things, <laughs> she always stays in that character, and like. She just gives it a hundred percent. Like she's she is up there. She's like my my go to winner. Yeah, and sure. even Drew Barrymore, she actually played it too real. She wasn't playing it. Well, a yeah, parody, she was. You know uh, exactly. She was probably in character too much. Yeah, it's like she was, she was hosting an episode of the Drew Barrymore show. It's like no, literally, you to... and who watches that? <laughs> like <laughs> Ross Matthews only. <laughs> That's because he has to. He's paid. Yeah. We're all out here watching the Kelly Clarkson show. You know? Oh my god! Well, so Kelly doing... Clarkson is up As... there for me. Yeah. Kelly yeah. Oki every day of the week. <laughs> in the mirror moment, it made me really think uh, this is what happens if the season's cut up for too oh long George's mirror moment was that she doesn't like musical theatre it's like oh Honestly, are we no. all out of personal I mean, trauma okay that kind of surprised me a little bit do you know what I mean I, like I, this- mean, I, I think of all the things that have been shared in RuPaul's Drag Race and all the cancelable actions <laughs> that a person has been that is probably the most <laughs> dangerous thing that anyone's ever said in that work literally I was waiting for the Twitter feed to cancel George's right now yeah. like yeah, Although like, I also I was like I wouldn't class myself as a musical theater gay, but I do love musicals. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe yeah. like I'm sure that's the same as him. Like he he wouldn't class he wouldn't like go out to watch a musical, but he knows fucking every single song from Wicked yeah. or something. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like it's, yeah, it's probably that kind of thing. Absolutely. No, yeah. completely. I, I mean, I got I got funny. the impression like maybe like he was sort of talking more about that kind of like glee type of person who who is yeah. like a bit too well, full of I energy hate glee as well so i mean <laughs> i despise glee so i would be in that same mode. yeah put me in that category <laughs> um so onto the runway then the, the category was mirror mirror i found overall this is a sort of lackluster runway so i guess oh my we can sort of run through what it. like what only three girls actually had like mirrors on them yeah, I, I just mm. was like, I found I wouldn't have known what to do, but I guess I, I am into drag queen. But it's still like, I you wouldn't have like, I just was like, I was very confused. I couldn't have understood why so many of them were confused. Have you seen Alyssa Hunter's look that she posted? No, uh, it's on Instagram. This morning. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, hold on. Now, Let's get... who knows? She's had plenty of time to change it up afterwards. But if she brought this, this would have been amazing. Oh, she did the like the the evil queen mirror thing kind of. Okay. Yes. Gold bodice. Oh big, my uh, God. Oh, that's perfect. Wow. That's what, we, that's what we needed. And instead we got Willow dressed as a firework. 
yeah, do you know what? I would I would have came out as that um fucking what's the the, the silver Eurovision Mimi? Oh yeah, Burka Saduka. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know what? That that's there it. You go. That is the choice. <laughs> that's it. Like I would have like, done like, of yeah. that and just like and that is a drag queen. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you would like dra- more drag. Do you know what I mean? Like more mirrors, more like. That's exactly when when I heard the category. That's the moment that I went to straight away. But yeah, the, the one that kind of let me down the most and kind of consistently was Deja Sky. Mm, yeah, I, just, it just that yeah. I know she she is her own designer, so that kind of is where there's no edit. But yeah, mm, the whole thing it was it was not right for me. No, I, I like I, I said this like last a couple of weeks ago. I said this that I think that the big problem for Deja Sky is that she's obviously got the creativity and she's got the skills, but I think that she took on too much by trying to design every single piece she brought to Drag Race. So yeah. a lot of them are kind of throwaway because that was like, like that was shoddy work and it looked cheap and it awful. Looked, and it would have been better if she had like designed and made two or three of her looks really well and like outsourced the rest. Of yeah. Them I wonder what the actual prompt was. Cause we know, like even on the um the holy episode, yeah, the prompt was like what you worship, but then they like changed it. So I wonder, yeah. was it actually mirror mirror, or yeah, I, like or was it like reflective? And then that's exactly, what, yeah, 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 like kind of how like... how close to the prompt was that? Like was it because there was a lot of those like shiny materials, shimmer materials? Yeah. There wasn't a lot of mirrors. No, 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 and like you so, think that say even like Angeria's look. Like if the prompt had been mirror mirror, that look that Nigeria wore could have been made with like actual mirror pieces or alien, and it, like that yes. would have been. So and I feel like if she was getting that made and the prompt was mirror, she would have done that. But that that look was gorgeous. Like yeah. that was a winner's look, but it it was not really. None of them really hit the brief, except for maybe no, Diabetti. not at all. Like I think the only one for me was kind of Diabetti. Yeah, like I Lady Camden, I would have said. Because she had mirrors in her hair. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it it was it was coming down like yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, Daya was wearing that shiny, spiky yeah material, but was it mirror? Yeah, that's yeah, that is true. I do love Kiss, though. I mean, that kind of yeah, that was yeah. yeah it 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 was a it was a good uh, replica for me. Yeah, that's yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, Bosco again was wearing something you could see your face in but it's just a, it was you know, too similar yeah what michelle yeah. said okay. i mean if she hadn't have worn the black brand corset in the last three weeks it would have been a showstopper completely completely like it was something that had all the component parts like it's we've seen the exact same look offered too many times now so you're sort of yeah. sick of it so I even when really she enjoy it, it was that like yeah as she says moogler i hate when they like throw around designer names but also it was kind of fitting for that yeah it was yeah. just it just did not her challenge obviously wasn't up to standards that so. i have to say that does also frustrate me when they just throw in these designer names it's like anytime someone has even the tiniest amount of tartan on them they throw in like, oh, <laughs> yeah. who is it vivian westwood vivian it's westwood like, yeah oh, giving me vivian westwood it's like what like standing there in their like catholic <laughs> schoolgirl kilt we've discussed bosco whether it was a firework or something you wanted to discuss on that like I it mean, was a fun it look, was but fun, it wasn't, wasn't but reflective no exactly was it a mirror mirror? No. No, no. That was, you know, that 70s show. Jackie on the runway. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and then Georges, I 
didn't see how the judges were living for it necessarily. For me, it kind of gave me tinsel on a Christmas tree with some like, you know, vinyl boots. But like she always serves it. So I, I like, actually oh, really enjoyed this. Although, again, where's the mirrors? Mm. Well, I think it was made out of tiny mirrors, but agreed. Yeah, I think for me, Georgia's just like could wear anything and get away with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I, I am I, that. Like what Bosco said, RuPaul signed up as an organ donor. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I am that. I am that same person. Anything yeah. she does, I kind of live for it. Although I do hate the hair. I, I yeah, I. <laughs> I'm just. I I'm looking nice at it right now. I'm like, oh. I thought it was. I thought it was a nice idea. It looked like sort of sweaty Miley, Miley Cyrus, um, sort of mid performance. Um, can we see- talk when RuPaul came out with that silhouette? I knew straight away. I was like, that's Mama Ru. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. Like the, I, I, we've never seen Ru in that kind of hair before. And no. I couldn't decide. I, I think I liked it. I think I liked it, but I can't decide. <laughs> I, I heard the repeated wig siren as soon as she came out. I was like, "Oh, here we go." It's same as the promo look. Or, <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. And she, Mama she got into drag an hour early and did that pro- photo shoot for the <laughs> album, and it was like, "I'm here." Let's yeah. get it. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, so I was worried that Willow was going to win because she did do a great job, but often you hear those small roles, yeah, snatching the prize. So I was really happy Camila won because I think she deserved it because it, you know, she did more. She did. Yeah. No, she did. She brought. She, like she Camila deserved that win completely. She carried the whole show. She really did. And I, like, I don't know. Um, did you watch Untucked? They had no. A, oh yeah. So they had a little. They had a little interview, or they had a little like voice message from from Lady Camden's mother, who is I, I think probably the closest I've seen to Eddie from Ab Fab. Was very much like you got all <laughs> really? your crea- you got all your creativity from me, darling. Like like sort of you know accessories, the house down, surrounded by all this like big. Old- it was a real like whistle stop tour of Camden's career told by her mom. Yeah. You know, it was just like, and then you went to dance school, and then you did this. And now you're off living. <laughs> your best life but don't forget me i'm the (laughs) mummy (laughs) i love it with her orange kitchen table chairs and like you could see it and go i can see why lady camden is who she is just just from that one video message i love it but i i i'm glad that lady camden won though i thought that she definitely deserved it by far like she she performed like i think ross said in the thing like at the level of actually to be performing that on stage in broadway or you know in the she could come in to 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 the board Gosh Energy Theatre in the touring production of Moulin Rouge. I would, I would buy her in that role. Absolutely. Or even like the um, the host in Cabaret. You know, like yes. just sort of front of yeah, house yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be fantastic. That yeah, she really sold it. Yeah. But uh, the other point about runways is like today, today's episode, or uh, it felt like the runways mattered a little bit more, or they were using it as an as an excuse. Especially yeah. for uh, Deja Sky in the bottom, I, I kind of really, felt that as well. Yeah, they were, they were using her runway as an excuse to kind of put her low. Yeah, completely. But I, I think that they like Deja Angeria. Well, Deja and Angeria, I think both of them got like a mixed bag of critiques, and so yeah, I suppose like when they put the two looks next to each other, it sort of made sense for her to. Be lower. be lower yeah 100%. and perhaps that was just because all the queens had been had done so well across the board but i did feel sorry for her because i think that in the performance like her little kim rap bit was like one of the highlights of the whole yeah i really enjoyed her performance yeah see i i didn't like i thought she had good charisma but i you could tell she was she, could, she wasn't a good dancer i felt 
from that. Whenever I just saw it was well mechanical. So I would have thought I I thought she deserved to be in the bottom two, but they just didn't put her there because they knew they wanted someone to beat Bosco to get the chocolate. Yeah. Bar. Oh, that was a complete setup. Oh, complete. Yeah, complete yeah. setup. I don't think Georgia did that badly. I think it was fully set up just so someone would be. hundred percent. Also, like speaking of lip sync, I love when like Georgia was walking back and you could see the chocolate bar just stuck to her bra. Oh, completely. Yeah. Oh my. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh. like as if they're all walking around with that just stuck in their knickers for the, yeah. for the last like six weeks. I mean, <laughs> literally. <laughs> love that she got the golden bar, but again, I said it earlier. I I feel like it was a waste. It's hard to know. Like I thought. Why didn't they have like a confetti drop or something? Like I kind of wanted to be as if like she it was so a lackluster. Yeah, yeah. Like RuPaul's face. Oh my god, she has a gold bar, but like and it barely oh. looked gold. Like, yeah, it looked, it, like those those bars you can buy in deals, just the gold chocolate bar. Like it was like they no, hyped it up it so much, and then it was like, <laughs> oh, I just prefer. I I wish it was there. Like, weren't weren't weren't. Do you know what I mean? Like. Go yeah. home. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be gold bullion in there. <laughs> it wasn't that, exactly. that I'm disappointed. Yeah. Drop the confetti, like shine the lights, turn everything gold. Yeah. You're like <laughs> as if you won a million dollars. Have you ever played Whitney Houston's Heartbreak Hotel, the Hex Sector remix? In I haven't, set? but I kind of want to. Yeah. I mean, after this lip thing, I kind of want to. I'm like, how, how have I never played this before? <laughs> the, the love they have for Hex Sector. Um, I mean, the, he's gay culture, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. And what was was it the um, the Tony Braxton was that Hex Hector as well? No, yeah, that was Hex Hector. Yeah. As well, yeah. But I, they should have kept the original for that. I, oh, I don't yes. know Heartbreak Hotel by Whitney. This was a this it was a good was one. a good remix to choose. Yeah, the other one. Yeah, no, it, it that the other one didn't need yeah. a remix at all. But this one, yeah, it was good. It was a good. Where one. is Hex Hector now? Is he still? I, he must have retired on his millions of dollars from all these classic remixes. The last time I googled him, I think like he, the, the last remix he did was like in like 2012. I think like he was okay. It was oh. still kind of recent, but yeah, from from 2000, 2012, 2014, and 2021. Oh, so he, he maybe he he's paying Drag Race to like help bring him back into gay culture. He's I like... say so. <laughs> oh, he did a song with Shakira. Oh, he remixed Lindsay Lohan's "Speak." I'm gonna have to listen to that later. <laughs> oh my, literally, yeah, we're all going through his discography, and I've been like, Spotify, Alexa, Hex Hector remix. <laughs> but I, I have to. That is that is what you want when you go to a drag show. You want to get those performances that then are like of like the sort of obscure songs that you don't necessarily remember or people who aren't here. And then the next day, you're like, okay, right, getting onto that. That is on my one hundred percent. Yeah, like that's what I always feel like. After every lip sync, I'm like, okay, I want to play that song. I need to play that song. Like yeah. you know, it it is that. Well, most of them. But yeah. like <laughs> but I do I do I do think that like is kind of what they the producers should be aiming for when they're picking lip sync songs for drag race. Yeah. It should be that sense of like, oh my god, I need to get this. I want to see this pop up on my Spotify wrapped at the end of the year and be reminded of how great yes. this lip sync was. Yeah. Um totally. Uh, well, I look forward to at the mother block party hearing some hex hex. Oh, what? You know, <laughs> 100%. 100%. Yeah. I'll be and, da- I'll download that. I'm going to go through Wikipedia and download that whole discography. <laughs> well, Stephen Daly, thank you so much for giving us some time on your birthday weekend. Thank you very much for having me. Oh my God, it was so fun. <laughs> you know, one of the most favorite things I talk about is Drag Race. So... I'm always, av- I'm always available. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I have in my hand here? My P45. 
No, take it on the Lady Camden Express. I'm finally on board with, you know, her excellence. I'm sorry I'm late. I'm sorry. But I'm here now. No, I, I, I think that that Lady Camden has been, like, if I think back, like, I almost want I almost want you to insert a clip of me talking about Lady Camden in the Meet the Queens at this moment because I was scathing, scathing. <laughs> Uh, next is is Lady Camden. I'm not going to even bother remembering this name. <laughs> I mean, my question to you was: Would she stand out in Drag Race UK? No, she wouldn't even no. get cast in Drag Race UK. No, she wouldn't. <laughs> Meh, boring, British <laughs> grit? Question mark. Full circle. They're the notes I wrote for her. What was it that didn't appeal to you? What was it that didn't appeal to me was, like, the the personality was very put on, like, sort of over the top. And there was just a real sense of someone who was trying to be what the person in front of them wanted them to be. So if you put them, like, especially putting them next to someone like Cornbread, you know, or, like, Angie in the first thing is someone who's, like, very much, this is just me, this is who I am, it's going to roll out of me. Lady Camden came across as being very sort of smug, full of themselves, but also incredibly anxious about like being like presenting the right thing. So that's what I felt. I I just didn't warm to her at all. And I think that, you know, she has just won me over since like Daytona Wind has just been steadily, steadily, steadily raising. Like now, she is now, I think, my queen to beat. She is the queen that I am most excited to see every week. She is the queen who has like my favorite talking heads. Like I am, I am bought in, bought in. I also, I'm also thinking like I don't necessarily know that I want her to win because I feel like she would be such an interesting character to have on a, on a, a, a Ruke versus the world style extravaganza where her 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 loyalties would be pulled in a number of directions. Mm, yeah, I I think after this episode, after seeing Angeria sort of peter out, uh, I think I'm, I'm on the Willow train now. I think you know her performance in this is just another example of her brilliant uh, comic timing and her acting skills, and she you know. Uh, I, I, I th- that was like my favorite favorite segment of any of the musicals possibly. Like I loved that bit so much. So uh, I don't think she's gonna win Camden personally, but I think um, it was a world class performance, and I actually would want to see you know a forty minute version of yeah. that show. It'd be an interesting top two if you have Willow and Diabetic as well, because it would be sort of like beloved. Sort of fan favorite queens, mm. protégés, daughter. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. So we'll be back next week with the next episode. There's also, I think, only four episodes of Drag Race left this season, and I don't know how they're going to get rid of all the queens. So I guess we'll have to find out next I, week. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would be here for like a gag where they got rid of a couple of them. I would be, I would, be yeah, spring clean. Yeah, I'd be, I, absolutely, I would be here for a spring clean. I put put a couple of those queens into deep storage. Like I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy enough, and I have to say, I like honestly, I, I think it's Angeria that I would put out to pasture would be the one. I think Georges and Angeria, no, Deja, Georgia, Georges and 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 uh, Angeria and are the two I would put out to pasture. Just in terms of they're not adding anything. Well, I guess we'll find out next week. We'll see you there. Like I said, uh, España in your feed on Thursdays to wet the whistle for the new season. And yeah, have a nice week. See you later. Bye. You. Bye. 
This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. 